What up, creators? Before we hop into this episode, I want to remind you about our community at jointhehomies.com. The homies are the squad of legends who support what we do here at Black Window Cream so we can continue to build this platform into the best educational space for content creators on earth. And in return for that support, we give you a bunch of sick perks all month long, like access to our live stream tutorials and hangouts, bonus podcast episodes, and so much more. Check us out at jointhehomies.com. Let's go. And we are back with another morning roast edition of the Black and Oak Cream podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World. I almost forgot my name. Uh, and this is my co-host, David Malave. And it is, as of right now, while we're recording it, still his birthday. Shout out. I but, got two but, week long birthday. Yeah, two weeks. By the time you're listening to us, he is not his birthday, but we still celebrate anyway because champagne. Uh, and Ben probably just got back from Hawaii at yeah. this point. So, yes. so today, uh, yesterday, I will have just gotten back from Hawaii, my trip from Hawaii, and it was awesome. I had a great time, I'm assuming. Uh, saw some blue ass water. <laughs> blue ass water for sure. Some blue ass water. Shout out to Cody Co. Uh, and boats and you know mountains or whatever else is in hawaii and and was full-on zen bro hell yeah Shit's and then be- you get to come back and then today when you're listening to this you got a film coming out today bro yeah so right now it's the morning if you're listening to this right when it dro- i love how we're trying to create the time. Uh, it's funny fun kind of funny <laughs> so today this is dropping on wednesday the 12th yeah and right tonight now. on wednesday the 12th is my screening the screening for my new documentary uh that i co-directed with andrew sandler uh co-edited with shannon griffin co-produced it with mike parentu um it comes out tonight it's about lewis house it's called chasing greatness and we're having the premiere party tonight which is exciting we're at uh the grove in los angeles which is a famous ass mall yeah hell yeah um yeah we're screening the film there and it's as of right like maybe 10 minutes ago i just found out that the whole screening sold out so that's dope sorry you can't come in uh, but you can pull it up if you want to and find us outside. <laughs> I don't I won't be outside probably, but you can look for us. Um, uh, but yeah, we're doing a whole red carpet, um, the screen and everything. And I thought that, uh, yeah, chasing greatness is an important topic. I want to get into what the film, the goal of the film was the importance of the film and how, you know, I think it'll affect all, all of us that watch it in a motivating way. So, uh, yeah, but if this is your first time tuning the podcast, you're probably wondering what the fuck is Black with No Cream? Great question. Black with No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black with No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode in the second most epic podcast intro ever recorded right motherfucking now. Take some fucking notes, you bitch. Yo, I think that we, just because I've been there already, we all got to go to Hawaii sometime. Shit's dope. <laughs> We're already counting on was fire. No, I sure. did. I bought this book, though. Loki, I bought this book because I'm going to the island of Kauai, or I've just gotten back from the island of Kauai while, while we're listening to this. And I bought a book 
and I'm about to, I'm like 30 pages into it. It's only like 200 pages or whatever, but it like gives you all this, all of the true, like these people, I don't know who these people are, like scavenge this island. They've done everything. They've tried every resort. They've tried every meal. They've done everything. And they've written like an in-depth guide on how to like really kill it while you're in Kauai. Mm -hmm. I thought that shit sounded corny, but then one of my friends did it when we went to Joshua Tree. It was kind of cool because then when we were driving around Joshua Tree, she like knew what shit was. She's like, yeah, I read this in the book. Well, I'm like, that sounds so lame. But then I'm... Nah, because my sister was telling me that she went to uh, Thailand or like just uh, Southeast Asia and like literally spent three months on Reddit and every like website figuring out exactly like where she should go, what are the cool places, what are the like restaurants and food she should try and everything and then she just killed she knew like exactly what she should yeah, do that's so and sick it's, and i was telling you how important that is because i feel like um when you go somewhere you don't know like it's really easy for your trip to just fly by and you've seen like three places right because you spend half the time like should we do this or should we not you're like you're stuck in your hotel or wherever you're at and maybe you're just like going to that restaurant right there that's right next to you yeah, and you're not like you don't know that if you just like drive like a little bit you'll catch this like crazy waterfall that's like hidden because no right. one really talks about it exactly. you know what I mean and, and that's how you really like experience so. yeah this dude I, I that I just stayed with who was staying at the house we were at in Miami he's like oh dude you're going to Kauai oh my god it's the best island you gotta get this book and I just looked I literally had just sent the link to Lauren I was like should we get this I'm gonna be so busy with these turnarounds on this this deadline I probably won't be able to read it but do you want to read it she's like nah and I was like alright we'll just go with whatever we find when we get there yeah. and then I was like fuck this guy's like dude get the book I promise you could read it on the flight there you have, like, six, you have six hours six hour flight. flight yeah I'm good Money. I'm a slow reader but I'm good I'll figure <laughs> it out I'm fast uh, but I got the book and also you know what pissed me off is that I bought I booked our car with Turo that app Turo have you ever used that no it's like I've Uber it it's like uh, Airbnb for cars or whatever but yeah. I booked a Jeep Jeep Wrangler and then the chick just messaged me yesterday and she's like hey my top doesn't work it's stuck so now it's on for good and you can't take the top off and be like in a you know enclosed yeah, yeah. and i'm pissed that's trash it's pretty trash huh you should try to get it you should try to figure it but out but now all the other now if i went to buy a jeep it's like twice as much like cost wise like they literally spiked that shit because i'm trying to book it for tomorrow so it's so like, you can go windows down but not top down yeah my dad's like take it to a dealer and fucking ask them to take i'm like dude i'm not no going time. to a dealer no on time. my vacation bro no time give me a car that works yo yeah so i'm gonna call Turo. That just reminded me that I have to call Turo. You should call Turo because they should either give you a refund or find you a Jeep. Find me a Jeep Cause for it, the same rate. It's the same thing as Airbnb, bro. Like, uh, I, who was it? It was when we had Z, Brian Z on the podcast. Mm -hmm. He talked about how when they went somewhere, oh yeah, uh, they couldn't get to the Airbnb or their their host wasn't answering, and they like figured out how to get Airbnb on the phone and, and Airbnb like like comp them make sure they had a place and like whatever they could find because they have to they have a responsibility to their customer service, especially if. They're trying to build like the name of Turo because yeah, if you use Turo once and you're like, oh my Jeep was fucked, and especially you, you'll be like, I'm never using right. that shit again. No one used that shit yet because there's no brand deal there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the pie or the thing, um, the documentary, the big, the big guy. Uh, we started doing this film in 2017. Me and Andrew. So Andrew had gotten contacted by Lewis's team, right? I guess Lewis had seen Chris Brown's documentary, saw Andrew as the director of it, whatever, and was like, yo, can we do a meeting? And he was inspired by the way Chris's doc was filmed, but also the music video as aesthetic. That was like kind of what drew him in. So Andrew's like, yo, you want to go to this meeting with me and this guy, Lewis House? And I was like, yeah, I listened to his podcast. He's this dude's fucking sick. Now I've been listening to his podcast for a while, for like a couple months. And I have no idea how I got put onto him, but you know what I mean? He's like one of the top podcasts. So I listened to it and I go 
to the meeting we go to we meet at soho house and lewis sits us down he's like yo this is my vision this is like what i'm trying to do and we started talking more and we're both from the midwest he's from ohio i'm from iowa we got along really well and me and andrew kind of came into it dominating these two aspects of like me understanding the midwest of like his culture of where he came from and andrew's mix of like film and trying to take it to another level and combine combining that with his message which overall is i mean his podcast is a school of greatness like his whole goal is like of cheat unlocking greatness you know what i mean and that's what he wanted to do with the film he's like i feel like my story is okay but i really wanted to focus on um the idea of chasing greatness like what is it and how do you do it and by th- talking to my expert friends and people I've interviewed on the podcast, how can we really cultivate that? He really didn't want it to be about him. I mean, Andrew kept hitting our, our heads against the wall because we're like, yo, how do we make this, how do we make a documentary about this guy without making it about this guy? You know what I mean? And, and still create a proper story. And then after talking to Lewis, we like learned more about his story and had this really insane thing where he got molested as a kid and held on to that for a shit ton of years. <clears throat> became this all-star football player and like went on to play pro and all this stuff and got injured and even till his later years finally like announced that he had been molested as a kid wrote a whole book about it all this shit uh and it's like this really intense story i'm like what if we find a way to parallel these key facts about you know tools and things that you can do to apply to your life to make your life better by telling this guy's story and how he did it, utilizing those things. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. indirectly, we would find parallels that worked. You know what I mean? We'd interview um, Esther Perel and all these like top-tier speakers, uh, and through their interviews, you hear them say shit, and we're like, well, that kind of makes sense to what he did when he was a kid or when his brother went to jail. That kind of made sense. Um, so it was cool because that was like his goal, and we walked away with it, and we were pretty motivated. Me and Andrew were kind of like, we hadn't really done anything in that whole like self-help space. But he really, Lewis was like really adamant about making the next secret. I don't Have you ever seen that or read the book? No, I haven't. Um, that reminds me. I heard about it. My One of my, my best friends just got me The Alchemist. He sent it to me. I heard that's um, great too. And I've heard that. The bomb's great. So I, I'm going to check out The Secret, I guess. Yeah, but, so yeah. I heard about the, the reason, like when it clicked for me because I had just toured with Q. 2017. Fuck, when was this? I just toured with Q in 2016. Yeah, Yeah. so the end of 2016 going on in 2017, I toured with Q, and when we were in Germany, I remember it like it was yesterday, me, him, and Dylan, his personal trainer, we were all sitting on the bottom of the bus, and Q started talking to us about, he had just gotten nominated for a Grammy, which was so crazy to me. He had been nominated before, but um, blank face, I got nominated for a Grammy, two different Grammys, and... I was like, man, it's really crazy like that you got nominated for a Grammy. He's like, yeah, but it doesn't like it doesn't affect me because I envision this shit. And then he like circled it all the way back to him and Kendrick Lamar way back in the day before they were shit recording music, trying to make shit, you know, out of Carson, California. They're like in the studio and they would literally like land the couch and they they read the book, um, The Secret and like started paying attention to the idea of like creating mood boards and create vision boards of like who they will become and who what they will do and he's like i've already seen myself win grammys i've always seen myself uh, sell millions of records and get plaques and all this shit he's envisioned that and i'm listening to this and being like so inspired like damn that's crazy like maybe i have too just i haven't really put too much thought into it and he approached it from the aspect of like i will become that you know what i mean yeah and um Anyway, that was like an inspiring moment for me. It was like one of the best takeaways. I think I did that Reddit AMA and like someone was like, what's the most important thing you ever um, 
learned on this you know from q and it, that was like one of the main things was like yo i learned about the secret because the next day i we were in nimes nimes uh, france nimes france i don't know we climbed that big ass coliseum wall and got the drone shots and shit mm-hmm. but before that i i literally like downloaded it the the secret documentary and watched it and it's fucking old it's like 15 years old it's so trash if you watch it but the message is still the same and when lewis brought it up i mean i had just learned about it like four months ago and he's like i want to make the new version of that i'm like yeah i do because that shit's old as fuck and mm-hmm. it's outdated and it needs like a new push and i'm like and, and i also got so bored because it was a lot of good ideas but there's no story to it it was just like powerful sentence powerful sentence powerful sentence powerful sentence and you're like okay like which sentence am i supposed to walk away with because i can't remember all this shit right but the idea of tying those powerful sentences to a person's true story and showing the arc of that was motivating to me you know what i mean like we've done music docs up to that point um never had done something like this andrew had done one um with ryan blair he did a documentary about him who's like a public speaker and he owned a company sold it for a shit ton of money uh and he made a documentary about his life story but other than that it was music docs um for us <coughs> and so it was cool to take on the project and he really loved the idea of us being like cool and music and being able to bring that new aesthetic he's like what if we pair that with a storytelling ability and like bring it together and try to find some way to create like a magical piece um i don't know i'm just rambling right now but that's kind no, of the that's, beginning so that's that's what that you're explaining like the the purpose and the you know the inspiration behind like what the film's supposed to say mm-hmm. you know yeah. so then so then you guys get into production and you know i i remember you telling me that you wanted it to be like a quick how quick as quick as the doc could be you wanted to crank it out and it obviously is coming out now in 2020 so how how did can you can you explain like like the road the road that you you guys like went through to um to like get this film out because i do think that one thing i learned from you is i think like uh documentaries no matter what you think they're always going to take like twice as long as probably three times as you could imagine because of just how how tough they are to make happen i i i don't know why we did that i don't know why we thought that because at that point when we did chris's doc chris's doc took two to three years to come out Mm -hmm. uh it took us like over a year or like 15 months to cut it shoot it cut it and then another year and a half of like legal bullshit and whatever and then distribution all this stuff for it to come out mary j blige hers out of all of them were probably the quickest like we shot the doc edited the doc in like the craziest amount of time and it came out on vh1 like immediately it came out before chris's doc came out so people technically i was like celebrating this oh you, you were celebrating the second Mary's accomplishment doc. before yeah. your first one yeah That's crazy. it was really weird yeah and and uh and then Chris's film came out after. I, honestly, when Mary's film came out, I didn't think Chris's was coming out. And Mary was inspired by Chris's film because she had seen like a rough cut of it and oh, was tight. inspired by it. And that's why we did Mary's doc. And so for Chris's, it was like me being like this editor on the film, me and Andrew co- co-editing the film. Then Mary's doc, me me being the editor. And I think Andrew was like an ed- editor on it too, but also a second shooter um, with Alex Nikishin. And then... Lewis's film 
which is funny because it's like I did Lewis's film before Beyonce's film, but then Beyonce's film came out before Lewis's film did. Yep. But we started Lewis's way before that. Right. Uh, for Beyonce's shooting, being a shooter on it and being able to shoot not only the live performance but behind the scenes, and then Lewis's to co-direct and then also produce and manage that shit plus editing with Shannon. Uh, it's funny to see like the elevation of it. But when we took the job, we looked at it from the aspect of like, we know everything about this guy. Everything he's ever done in life is literally through his podcast. He shared most of it. Right. As I'm learning, as I do a podcast, it's like, I mean, honestly, if you listen to every episode, you're going to be able to You'll take know your away, entire story. You'll know yeah. a majority of it. You know what right. I mean? Um, which was actually really fucking challenging. It bugged me because when we started doing it, I'm like, man, like what don't people know? You know what I mean? And I interviewed Lewis. Like there's, there's one setup where it's Lewis in front of the camera and I grilled him for like almost three hours. Like we interviewed, I just asked him all the questions I could think of. Me and Shannon really beat our heads on what questions we wanted to talk to him about. Like what holes you wanted to poke to find new stuff. Yeah, because we had already laid out a lot of the film at that point by the time we did Lewis's interview, which is actually funny if you watch that interview. Um, We got, so we had booked a location. This is also uh, uh, why you should prep and also do scout scouting. Okay, so we booked a location on, um, an app where you can like find locations. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Like PeerSpace or something? PeerSpace or some shit. Yeah, PeerSpace. So we booked the location on PeerSpace. Look fine. Look mm-hmm. great, actually. Um, big, industrial, look cool for like the vibe we wanted to go for for Lewis's interview. And we wanted this to be a master interview compared to all the other interviews are like we were doing them off the cuff in a hotel in Ohio. Um, right. So we booked this spot and we get there, whole crew, everybody, and we're trying to find a way to make it work, but it wasn't what it was in the pictures. Like it just didn't match and we didn't have time to go check it out. I don't remember why, but for some reason we didn't have time. It, it wasn't that it had like some sound or something. Or yeah. am I tripping? No, it didn't have sound. It was just not, it didn't look cool. Okay. It just wasn't the fucking spot for this, the superstar of the film to be filmed in. Yeah, exactly. And we were trying to find multiple ways to set up. We were moving all kinds of things around, trying to rebuild it, all this stuff. Um, and, we had to eventually pull the plug and it was like literally when Lewis and Matt were driving to set for us to film them, we had to call them and be like, yo, look, this isn't the one like we, we got to reschedule, like let's reschedule. And it sucked because me and Andrew had to bite the bullet. We had to pay our crew full day rates, all the shit. Cause we took everyone's time up. Um, and we had to eat that cost, but then we were able to get this. I, th- I can't remember the nightclub we shot at. Andrew probably does, but it was like a really nice nightclub off of like Fairfax or something. I think that their night, their day rate for you to book that place is like 10 racks a day. And we got it the f- for free through a homie, um, shot to Buster. And we got to go in there and we started shooting and I'm getting ready. We're all excited. And Lewis is pumped. He's pumping us up. Like, let's get, let's just do the best we can. <laughs> you know, Lewis is the <laughs> best go. guy. Like anything you see about Lewis house on the internet is fucking for real. Like yeah. that dude is the most motivating guy that'll just jack you up all the way. And he's like, let's go. We sit down and I, we start interviewing each other about 20 minutes into it. You just hear a bunch of like, in the background. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? What's going on? What is the noise? there's a kitchen that is in between us and another restaurant. And I guess this whole nightclub is owned by the, the company that owns the restaurant. So they share a kitchen and there's no door from the nightclub into the kitchen. And these dudes are cleaning pans and all the shit before they open. And there was no way to shut it down. And they had, we kept asking them, you know, stop. They'd stop for like 10 minutes. We get back into a groove. 
Then you hear these fucking pots and pans banging again. Dude, I literally was having a heart attack because I'm trying, I'm seeing him lose focus because he's thinking this is, the audio is going to be fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And so then he's not, not telling us, best stuff. no, yeah. he's not telling me anything good. And, and it just kept getting worse and worse to the point where we literally had to do it again and say, we have to, like, they can't stop because they have to open up and we have to stop because we'll, we're just going to get a bunch of shit racket in the background. So we had to can it, and luckily we were able to re-get that spot again for free. I'm pretty sure both nights were free uh, the next day, and they fucking weren't working. <laughs> we came early enough that they weren't working, and we, we crushed the interview. But, like, that shit was the most stressful shit ever, like, thinking that we just had a $10,000 freebie that we just blew because of the The fucking, second time. The like, second yeah. time. After we already spent, I don't even want to know how much we spent on the first day. Right. Whew! What a lesson, dude. But, um... So that that's an example of the challenges. That's a, definitely one challenge that we ran into when we were making this film. But overall, we came into it thinking, yeah, we can, like when me and Andrew signed up to it, we weren't really busy. We both lived together still at this time. We lived at the Sunset House. Nice. Uh, and so we had took the job. It was cool. Lewis is a great guy. I love it. We've already done two films. We're feeling like we're the shit at being able to crank out documentaries. Yeah, you're like warmed up already. You're yeah, we're warmed up. We kind of have a process. Um, and then we booked and we bought a we work space for us to create a war room out of so we like rented this spot it was so expensive rented the spot for five months i think or maybe it was three months or four months off off the top because they gave us a deal it was like oh you can have it at like 30 percent off um but you got to pick how many days you're or how many months you're in it and then after that you have to pay full price right oh three and then it turned into like six and we yeah. had to pay so much money they they, they bank on that I, they, they yeah they know like, always know because you could be say longer. three years and you could get it at this ridiculous rate for three years that's interesting no one wants to take you don't know because you, oh, you don't want to lock in you don't want to lock in they'd rather you say like They'd rather you say three years and you pay three years versus three yeah, months. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're scared, so you yeah. say no. So we said yeah. three months, and then we got fucked. But we created a war room. Um, me and Shannon cut it. Uh, Andrew was there all the time too, but it's just—I mean, Shannon's the one that fucking killed this shit. She fucking took it to all another level. Especially like as the Black Widow Cream shit started going full force. I'm like very like scatterbrained all over the place. So it was really helpful to be able to pop in and have Shannon have full control and be able to like fine-tune things watch things back now let's change this this and this and shannon just dialed it all the way to the end still right now she's editing credits like to get this thing prepped for yeah, delivery shout out to shannon she's shannon's awesome. a fucking legend her the stories of her i think she probably talked about it in her episode right her interview probably we, we Damn, interviewed shannon on black window cream so check that one out everyone that was shannon that Griffin. helped us make this film pretty much has been on the podcast minus alexander nication and maybe the, like our dps and one of the dps right yeah alex is our dp mike parentu he was on uh the podcast we did that in lauren's office um shannon was on on the podcast andrew sandler was on the podcast kavika was on the podcast kavika did vfx supervising on that shit um which i think we pulled some of that because we had a really cool intro that was vfx heavy i think we stripped yeah, we got yeah, rid so of the whole the intro, intro was tight. yeah we actually cut the whole intro well so we can get to that um but before we get to the because that was a challenge was essentially like the film Damn, was, there's so much we can talk the, about i know the film was done and yeah. then there's a passage of time that now required some like adjusting mad changes because yeah. yeah so we finished the film um all right just to finish what you originally asked me we thought it would take us three to four months to do a documentary it took us 2017 2020 yeah <laughs> it's just now coming out so it took that long we finished the film uh while i was on tour with b around mid mid tour i remember finishing the film we even screened it at soho house 
right when I got home from tour. And so I, that was I like, went. Yeah, that was like top of 2019. Yeah, top January, of year. February of 2019. We screened at So House. People love it. They're blah, blah, blah. Everyone's crying at the right times. They're laughing at the right times. They love the film. And then Lewis's team's working to find distribution. Like, what do they want to do for distribution? And it took a long time because it was like kind of, it's kind of a hard thing to sell because it's like a self-help thing and it takes a specific crowd. But Lewis's fan base is so thick that ultimately we decided to push it, self push it like so he's distributing himself and it took a long time for us to decide to do that uh up until like a month and a half ago we had a meeting and we sat down we're like yo how do we get our whole goal was like get this film out to as many people as possible and help people like how can we give them a key to life that they haven't had before that can hopefully unlock some new ways of them like kind of living their life and so we had a meeting and we kind of discussed it and we decided let's do it. Let's send it. January is top of the year. Let's try to get this thing out. Now it's February, but still. Like the goal is like, like let's get back and off the, the high of the beginning. Yeah, let's just start yeah. off the year on a good a good shot and see what happens. Um, which involved Lewis had from the film recording had a different girlfriend that she was in some of the film. Now he's dating a new girl. Like he's had a whole transition in his life. We had to get rid you know, cut out all the old stuff and put in um, we didn't put in the new new girlfriend, but like just cut out old stuff just to make stuff it so that's that, not relevant. As yeah, much anymore. it was a relevant and um, new title sequence. We redid the intro, a couple of different things that we just took a restab at, and and then Kobe passing. Now we added a clip of Kobe's interview that Lewis did. Lewis interviewed Kobe, I think, like midway through this last year. Really good interview. You should check it out. But we added like a cool snippet at the very end of the credits, which is pretty moving that's awesome yeah at the very end um damn i'm gonna be sad to see that yes yeah, it's, it's dope so uh yeah we just had to do a bunch of re- like recutting and whatever so shannon's back on the job and she's <laughs> got the we have a 24 terabyte hard drive that she's like can you imagine how many times shannon has watched the film so many times she's like can i please not watch it during the screening like, like she'd rather just be drinking outside she wants to step outside after. and drink yeah, yeah that's it would be so funny it'd be actually she really, should honestly i know it, every time because we've ta- I think they've talked about this process in her interview maybe talking about like the quality check uh, you know quality control QC process QC is a bitch yeah. but like every time she does anything she's watching it back like all the way through yep yeah I don't know how many times we'd have to watch it over and over again and that's and then you export it and screen it for people and do all this stuff. I mean we screened it at WeWork they have a really cool theater in Century City they have a cool theater in there so we screened it at WeWork when it was like done like a rough cut of it was done and i can't remember who came through but we screened it for these people and yeah just to get it to that point you have to watch it so many times you watch it and you edit then you stitch it together and make sure it flows then you export it each reel and each section of the film you have to re-watch that then you have to link it together and export one final master and it's a lot and i did that through chris's doc i've seen that fucking movie a gajillion times mary right. j blige's doc seen it a bajillion times like you just you have to make sure it's good. And we even talk to the interns about this all the time because say we put out like a, a YouTube video for podcasts and they go and drop it. And then all of a sudden there's like a random bar where they disabled a clip and they didn't realize it, but that's because they didn't watch it back after they uploaded it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just never know what happens in the export process. Even. Exactly. Like, there there could be like a glitch 
and you can't have that in the final film. No. Yeah. And you also can't show it to a client like, oh yeah, this is a perfect film, and then they're like, what happened here? Well, oh, and I have, and I've, and it's happened to me where it's like, hey, some, this isn't right. Like, uh, there's a bunch of black bars in this thing, and I'll look at it and be like, oh shit, and then I'll just try to like quickly blame it on the upload. I'm like, oh, it must have had a glitch when I upload because it's fine on my end. Let me re-upload it, and then yeah, I like, yeah. I go back and fix the problem. That's a finesse, yeah. But you have to like, yeah, when you're or if you're in the, like real time, you're gonna like export it on your computer and show it. Like when we would be with Chris he'd come in for a music video and we'd like export out a reel of the film and be like, Hey, do you want to watch the film? He'd be like, yeah. And then we'd start playing it. And if it was fucked, we'd look like dumb. And you're losing his attention. Yeah. Yeah. You're losing his attention. Oh, hold on. It's like, we got to fix this. Like no one has time for that. So I had sit there, watch it, make sure it was fire. And then be like, all right, cool. It's approved. You know what I mean? Quality check is so important. But anyway, yeah, she is not really like trying to watch this. I think yeah. at the premiere, but I think she will because there's something satisfying about watching it with people to see the reaction of people. Like you know, yeah. you, you put in this sound effect, and then the people are like, oh. yeah, or whatever crazy, it is. Man. You know what I mean? Um, I think uh, one of my favorite things, just to be quick, uh, when I visited the WeWork that you guys were editing the film out of, what I loved the most was seeing the story building that was happening on the walls. So you guys would. Yeah, I want you to talk a little bit about this. So you guys had all these sticky notes. It was sticky notes all over the wall, and yeah. it was like you guys essentially like mapping out the story visually that you wanted to tell. So that way you had it up there as reference when you're editing or and trying to figure out like, oh, you know what? We say this like then this quote comes, and how does this lead to this? And I thought that was really cool um, for me because I had never seen something like that before. Um, it's so helpful. Can you, can you explain? Yeah, it's like I think we learned that during Mary's doc. Like so, Chris's film we had gotten a bunch of the interviews transcribed. No, I, I transcribed them. I would write them all out, uh, hand, hand type them and shit. And then we'd print them off and I would like highlight certain lines and, and then we'd have piles of paper and there's all these different interviews where people talk over an hour and you know what I mean? Like just different markings and notes on that shit. And it was really hard to like remember what you had. Um, and then when we did Mary's doc, I remember we were in the middle of cutting it and then we got to that point and at some point i don't remember how me and andrew came up with it we're like oh let's just write it all out on sticky notes and put it up on the wall on the window and i think there's there's a video of like andrew doing a circle on the chair and like me or maybe it was him like moving the sticky notes around because we were literally like put down every everything that we had from the film we put it on a sticky note and then that became a like piece a puzzle, of the like puzzle, puzzle piece, yeah. yeah and so you could kind of restructure it and i remember learning that really early back in iowa i was reading a script writing book and it talked about storyboarding and script building and design your story and how a lot of these people that would write these stories would like write this shit out on um big ass like cardboard or uh note cards mm. and you would like put your things down and you'd separate it into the three acts and you try to build your story and like build your characters and who is involved and what and blah 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 and we applied that to this and it helped a lot with mary's i felt like we were we were going at a really slow rate with mary's film and as soon as we put it on sticky notes it was like pfft, like we knew exactly where we wanted to go we're like all right so if it goes from here and then Mary talks about um, going through a divorce and then she goes, we know she goes to the studio with Neo. We know she goes in the studio and rewrites these songs. We know that she puts out the shit and she, we know she goes on this TV thing. We'd have it all on sticky notes and be like, what if this happened here or this, 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 and we laid it out and they're like, Oh cool. So now we know now we just have to go to the parts and put the parts together to build that or you're passage missing, or you're missing a piece and you're like, okay, we need, we need someone, we need someone explaining that, 
this divorce was a life-changing moment for her so let's go sit mary down and ask her that or which let's we, go which we learned during chris's film when we actually had to take out somebody because him and chris didn't get along anymore there was like some beef or some shit uh and the guy said he wouldn't <laughs> it was funny the guy's like i'm not gonna be in it unless chris apologizes to me and then i guess chris apologized to him but it was like a half-assed version of it. he's like no nah, he didn't even mean it fuck him i'm out and he killed it and me and andrew were like fuck because he was in a majority of the film gave such good comments and we're like fuck and we would be like okay what if we interview two more people and we ask them those same que- like people that would be able to answer those things let's ask them those questions so they could almost answer it the same way right to fill in those blanks but it made sense. Like we even, cause at that time we had, we were doing Mary's doc and Chris, now this is happening and Mary grew up watching Chris. So we were able to ask her questions and we literally would set up our questions so that her answer would most likely reflect what that person had said. Cause we're like, Oh, she for sure saw that when he did, uh, when he did the fucking Michael Jackson tribute, let's have her talk about it. And she did and it worked and then it would fill in those gaps. So it's like, it's really funny. Like how you can, really piece together shit like it's link lincoln logs you know what i mean and, and you can really put it together in a certain way and and that pre sets up a lot of pro it solves a lot of problems because you see it all there and it just it becomes really smooth but um with lewis we did that we had we had five four walls in this we work spot and they actually that's what sucks about we work is that the, it's all glass and it's supposed to be like an open environment so people collaborate and shit but we wanted privacy and not to talk to anybody um and they said that at, at, at the halfway point you're not allowed to put anything on your windows and you would literally come around the hall like when people give tours to you know when you're like oh i might try we work you like walk around the corner and you just see bright neon pink yellow uh purple all these colors our whole window is like stuck in the sticky notes and fucking we had permit or marker all over the windows and yeah, shit it like it's like a like a science lab yeah or something, like, like a csi <laughs> investigation yeah, exactly. or some shit but that shit helps elevate so much because we could be like oh cool you know we interviewed uh maria sharapova like a superstar tennis player like won the usa open or whatever the fuck legend so cool maria sharapova her name's there then we had all these cards underneath her of all the things that she talked about in her podcast like not like in depth just like oh she talked about uh family she talked about um losing she talked about uh getting back up she talked about blah blah blah. and we'd have all these every interview we did on one wall with all the things that they talked about you know i mean all these story points and then we would look and be like all right so then we have lewis's timeline and what happened in Lewis's life. So we like literally had a timeline from his birth to how old he was now. And we broke down every year, all the milestones that he made. And then we kind of structured with those sticky notes. We could be like, Oh, cool. Um, Lewis talks about, uh, you know, his family going through a divorce at, uh, when he was six or whatever, this person talks about divorce and how that can affect your social uh, ability to, to um, communicate. And this can change their mental description of like how you register love and all this shit. And we, so we take those and we put them over there and then we kind of have them lined up. And then that shit helps so much. Cause then you were able to look at it and build scenes. You know what I mean? And then right. we could literally develop scenes, which was super cool. Um, super solid tactic for people who are building documentaries in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that was dope. I don't, we could talk about this all day. I hope you know what would be dope. I need to talk to Lewis. We should do it. Me, him, and Andrew should just sit down and fucking and Shannon should have a full do a podcast and just talk about this shit because it's it's he's a brilliant dude and he means really really well. You know what I mean? So his message is super positive, and I think that this this film is super helpful and motivating. And it's hard for me to be attached to shit after I do it. Like we just talked about last week with we we've only seen um I'm losing my voice. We we only seen homecoming once 
which is so fucking weird because it's the biggest thing I've ever done to date in my mm-hmm. life. I've only watched it one time. Lewis has filmed. It's like I've been a because because I've been a part of it for so long. You do it so many times that you've seen it. There's nothing new that's, that that really like draws you to it anymore. Um, same with this film. It's like we've seen it so many times that we've been a part of it. It's almost it needs to have the outside validation now for us to move forward, which is cool. That's why Soho House screening was amazing because everyone got to watch it at Soho House and we didn't know any of them. Like we were only able to invite like 10 people and then Soho House members could come watch it and the theater was packed. For some reason, I have no idea if they knew Lewis or if they were just curious, but they were able to come watch the screen and people fucking went off. They did a Q&A. We sat up there and talked forever. It was really cool. And then Lewis screened it at his Summit of Greatness in Ohio, which is where we filmed the majority of the f- this the year before. The next year, he screened the early cut to like a thousand or fifteen hundred people. My homie was there. He's like, bro, people were crying, like cra- clapping, like hugging, all this stuff. You know that it's gonna do something for someone. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the payoff. It's just time to see it. So I'm excited that tonight or next week. <laughs> you'll see that sh- like i'll see it at the the screening you know what i mean like yeah. see people talk yeah about and we talk about this like there's there's the two sides of the art right and as at some point like you have the, the sharing part is the part you need you know yeah. like you already have all the validation of making it creating it you understand it but now it's it's been so long it's time to see like right how if people receive it the way you want to yeah that's a good a uh, good little insight on the film i feel like yeah right? that was dope. For morning roast yeah that's yeah. cool um as you know, we always end our morning roast with a question of the day from our Patreon community. So if you want a chance to have your question asked on the podcast, you can sign up at jointhehomies.com to ask your question on our private Discord channel. We appreciate everyone that's signed up and supporting the podcast. Helps us keep the lights on here in the office and allows us to make these morning roast episodes. So shout out today to Josh Adams. Um, he actually commented this on on uh, the last the last interview we did, but I thought this was a on a piggyback off it. But he goes, "I'm sure most of your work is directly commissioned now, but when you started out, how did you approach cold emailing potential clients? Did you already have thought out ideas for projects with them, or did you just try to make an initial basic connection first? I thought this was good because he asked this to Red uh, Glasgow, which that episode comes out uh, next week. Or this Sunday. This Sunday when this comes out. Yeah, this Sunday. Um, but I, I wanted to play off it because it's cool, like, thinking about the idea of getting jobs and and on all levels, right? So it, the difference of, like, trying to get a superstar artist to, like, let you shoot a music video for them and you pitching them on an idea or showing them a proof of concept to you getting a job shooting product shots for a local coffee company. Like, it, it, the same techniques can really work. And I think that... Like for me now, now so more than ever, I've been so busy enough. I've been busy enough that people have found out about my work and keep hiring me where I'm not really looking for it. Mm-hmm. But there are projects that I think I would want to look for or ideas that I would want to explore to try to execute that until I talk to someone about it. Like you have to initiate these yeah, it won't, it won't happen. come to you. Yeah, they're not just going to assume I have fire. Like they know something's good, but like, they don't know you know what i mean so like i always say that i have calvin klein in my back pocket because they use jay's shit on tour because he was wearing calvin klein shirt or whatever and i have their contact so i could hit them up or rihanna's people i could hit them up but it's a matter of putting the idea on paper and having the time to really facilitate but i i and also having the intention to really like come through on yeah it if if it that came to yeah it. if they're like yeah we love it can you do it i'm like no i'm going to hawaii then i'm going to alaska so 
yeah maybe the next year no like you 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 know like yeah the the intention to be able to like really make something happen yeah um, you, i feel directing. like there's two there's two ways to go about it um because there's your way which i feel like um there's the way of re- coming at someone with like an idea that you have that you can implement and you have the intention to really make happen right and starting a conversation that way and then there's you know the other way of when he's saying just making a connection i think that part of it is just like reaching out and identifying something that you could provide value for that person right or what you do that they need or how what they do that you'd like to fit into etc cetera, etc cetera. so like i think there's two those are two ways to go about it well like not, Joe, not every situation it's like oh i have this idea and this is how we should do it right. but some of your more your conversations at this point are more so like like people know that you're you're valuable but it's like these you're you're going to want to come to these people with something really to talk to them about because they're talking to so many people right you know right, right. I mean? yeah I, I look at it too like um uh back in the i, I think I've, i'm sure i've shared this shit because i've told everyone everything but uh when i would do the google photography shit like when i first got it, i was trying to get clients i would like email people and just email them and be like hey trust me this is dope blah 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 and maybe send some examples but most likely they were getting a fucking shit ton of emails whatever and i barely got any um clients out of that until i like started really dialing in pres- presentation and i'm like okay what if i walk into that business and say the same shit i said in the email will it be effective what if i walk in there and have my ipad with examples of what i'm going to do for them already there and also have a printed out like cardstock thick paper that's designed for them specifically like like i curated this for your company like a, a little pitch deck um with verbiage about what I'm going to do and examples, whatever that I could leave them with. And as soon as I started doing that, everything changed. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, there's a personal aspect to it. I stuck outside of like the norm of just, Hey, what's up? My name's Ben. This is what I do. Blah, 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 blah. Check out this video, check out this video. And this is what I do. And blah, blah, blah. Right. Look at this. And everyone's like, I don't got time for this shit. Even if you promise me it's the most effective thing that's going to change my business. I don't got time for this shit. You know right. what I mean? And that's a majority of people. So when you find new creative ways to pitch, you're going to succeed 10 times over. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a whole nother morning roast write it down all right yeah yeah i'll put it in there um hopefully that explains that but uh i think i think if you do have an idea that that you know you could bring that don't create an idea just just because because if you have no intention to actually make it happen it's just as useless as just like saying hey let's work sometime well sometimes you gotta learn like what the like you sometimes have to get in to understand what they're doing in general like you might yeah okay cool i have an idea where i want to drive a nascar a thousand miles down the street and put your logo on it and that's gonna be cool yeah but we don't really associate with nascars or yeah we don't really want to put our logo on stuff you know what i mean like just getting in the door and hearing their intention of where they're trying to go is the first part the hardest part right how can you do that i feel like at the base level you want to study the person you're contacting and figure out what they do, what they might need, how you look at their stuff, like how can I improve what they're doing, what value they can provide, right? And then yeah. you have to identify, like let them know what you've done, show examples of what you've done, explain how you can make their operation better, and then show examples that back that up. That's like the base, the like the what I would consider like the textbook way of get that accomplished first in terms mm-hmm. of if you're trying to reach out to clients like and get your foot in the door with them, you want them to understand like, oh, this guy just hit me up with a real professional email and he's explaining to me, this is what he can provide for me and, and he's willing to work with me and here's examples. Look, this, this is tight. Yeah. Like that's networking the base level. Too. That, goes that the might not be enough. Networking. Yeah, that might not be enough, but that's the base level. Mm-hmm. And then further than that is, do you come up, do you say, hey, like I really feel like what, you, what you're missing is 
this type of video and I made this with this client and this is what we could do, et cetera, et cetera. And I see you have, you have this going on. Maybe we could do it there. That's like the steps of creating a, like a fully formed idea. But yeah, no, I love that. Um, all right, cool. Uh, big shout out to everyone that leaves reviews on our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Each review helps us reach new creators, so we appreciate it. We like to highlight the best reviews each week and send a set of Black Window Cream stickers to those Black Window Cream members that be dropping their reviews. So if you want a chance to win some Black Window Cream stickers, you just got to drop a review on Apple Podcasts and then I'll screen capture it and put it in this little document that we read at when we do these morning roasts and you'll, you know, hear your fucking name and shit. That's tight. <laughs> uh, this one's a five star, of course. All of them have pretty much been five stars so far, which is dope. I don't think I've seen any other ones than that, but excellent resource for ideas and encouragement is the name of this by Leon Prawn. It says this podcast continually gives advice on how to have a career in creative pursuits. The stories of the guests are interesting, full of inspiration for those of us trying to make it happen. Uh, couldn't agree more. Glad, Concise and very fire. Glad like you're getting what pursuits. we want. Yes, I do too. Creative pursuits is a good <laughs> word. <laughs> Two words. Um, yeah, that's cool. Thank you for leaving that. So DM us with your address so we can send you some fucking stickers. That's it for this episode, right, Dave? Yep. So this check out our episode last week with uh, Ty Rogers, um, sports creator, working with some of the biggest artists in sports programs. And then, then this week... Including what's his name? Cam, uh, Cam Newton. Cam motherfucking Newton. Yeah, he was shooting all of Cam's stuff until Cam got hurt like this end of this last year, I guess. So, But yeah, great story. Uh, who else is on this And Sunday? then Red Gaskell this, this Sunday. Yeah, check out Red. Red worked for, uh, he built like the whole structure of um, 368 for Casey Neistat. He's worked with a bunch of major brands. And he had a book uh, that had a bunch of Kanye West tweets that paid his rent for fucking several oh, months. Oh, damn, that was his? Yeah, that was his book. It That's was crazy. crazy. I know, it's good. And does Andrew have that? Uh, probably. I think, I think. It, it went mad viral. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta hear the, just hear the story. Listen to the story. All right, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. We'll see you next week, you bitch. <laughs>